I know most of us here want to evangelize, but we don't know how to accept the evangelism ministry. Why am I saying this? Uh, we are about 1,600 years. And then each time we call on the evangelism ministry, it's like we have about 15 to 20 members. But any time we come for an evangelism convention like this, and then we are singing, you will see everybody happily singing, meaning their zeal is there, but how to apply it has become a problem. Hello? Is it true? God have mercy. We started the evangelism convention on Monday, and as our sister said, today is the climax. And the theme for the evangelism convention is remaining in Christ and his basic message in evangelism. Remaining in Christ in his basic message in evangelism. Now, the basic message of Christ, that is Jesus Christ himself, can just be summarized into just one sentence. That is his ministry on earth. Jesus Christ's ministry on earth. He summarized evangelism in one sentence. That is, he preached about the kingdom of God. That is all Jesus Christ came to do. Jesus Christ came to this earth and he preached about the kingdom of God. Now, there is something I want us to know. We are here in Ghana. Now, wherever you come from in this country, whether from the north, east, south, or west, you are in a nation. And the nation is a kingdom. Hello? That is the worldly kingdom that all of us, the natural one, that all of us, everybody who comes under the earth, reside. So wherever you come from, you are living in a kingdom. But aside this kingdom, which is the natural kingdom, the earthly kingdom, we have two more spiritual kingdoms. And these kingdoms are the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. Hello? And each person who is residing in this natural kingdom needs to be a member of each of the two kingdoms. You either belong to the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of God. You can never isolate yourself and say, I'll never be in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. Automatically, you need to be in one of these two kingdoms. But if I ask, every one of us here will say he or she is in the kingdom of God. 
Why? Because we have become believers. We have accepted Christ. And we are following his steps. Whatever he asks us to do, that is what we are doing exactly. And for that much, we can say we belong to the kingdom of God. Yes, you belong to the kingdom of God. But are you thinking that everyone in this natural world is also a member of that kingdom? And that is what exactly all of us here are thinking. Because you have accepted Christ and you are in the kingdom of God, you assume that everyone on earth is also a member of that kingdom. Jesus is the ruler and the leader of the kingdom of God, while Satan is also the ruler of the kingdom of Satan himself. So whatever is done in that kingdom is the master who teaches them or who shows them what to do. And that is why in this year, the Bible is saying that we as Christians should remain in the basic message of Christ and then the evangelism have added that in evangelism. Hello? We are remaining in Christ and his basic message in evangelism. But brothers and sisters, when we started on Monday, I was here a bit earlier, and an announcement was made on Sunday that from Monday, we're going to have evangelism convention. What I know about convention is that if even for the whole year, you've never been able to participate in any church activities during convention, wherever that convention is being held, you will do well to be there. Hello? By this time, evangelism convention, and then 15 people. I look at it and I ask, I ask myself, is this a convention? Hello? Hello? Don't be angry with me. I just want to charge you that you, as a Christian, you, as a believer, have a lot to do which you have neglected. I think two years ago, I preached the same message, only that I obtained some few quotations. Because each time there is an evangelism activity, you will come and there will, no, there will be nobody in the auditorium. Whether it is outside or an inward one, there is no one around. But church, is it not somebody who preached to you? Didn't someone invite you to church? Maybe you are born into the church, but at least your parent might have uh, 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 gingered you all the time. They will call you and then make sure you dress up. They take you to church and whatever activity in the church, they make sure you participated. And that has uh, sustained you all these years till this time. So I 
I'm thinking that whether it is your mother, mother or father, your brother or sister who invited you to the church, it was a kind of evangelizing or evangelism which made you a member of this church. Maybe you came to a friend's wedding or something, and after looking at what was going on over here, you made yourself a member of the church. But what have you also been able to do? I want us to read some few uh, messages here, and then I... Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. For that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Some version will say, For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus Christ himself started it. And throughout his life, he didn't do anything at all. All he did was to preach about the kingdom. He did it everywhere he went. Even at the start of his work, when he saw the two sons of Zebedee, that is how he did. He, he, he told them about the kingdom of God, and he called them that they may live whatever they are doing and follow him. He did it until... The Samaritan woman. He did it when he preached to the 5,000. Jesus never rested in any way. He continued propagating the gospel until the last day. Then before he left, he called his disciples and commissioned them. Hallelujah. I was looking at Peter, who all these years have been asking so many questions. Sometimes he asked some questions that Jesus Christ will look at him. Some of the questions and answers he will give, Jesus will say, for this one, it was given to you from heaven. But some of them Peter will ask, and then Jesus will rebuke him. But this same Peter, after the day of Pentecost, before, before I said that, let me come in here. When Jesus Christ was betrayed and then he was being hung on the cross, what did Peter do? Yes. He denied. So, at the point of Jesus Christ dying, Peter did what? Denied Christ. So I was thinking that somebody like Peter will never come back even to say anything at all about Jesus Christ. But when it came to a time of hardship, when the disciples themselves were afraid, Peter stood, not looking at what would be done to him. He preached. We were somewhere along the line. He was asking that, should we listen to human beings or listen to God? Hallelujah. Because he remembered that Jesus Christ had asked them that they should go everywhere to all nations and preach his gospel. 
Brothers and sisters, all that I want to ask here is that, are we also doing the same thing? After the day of Pentecost, all the disciples went out. They started it from their own houses. They preached to friends, neighbors, and then all over the world. And church, the Bible is saying that we should send a message to all parts of the world before the end will come. If you don't preach the gospel to the end of the world, we will remain in this world where we will be seeing things that are happening these days. Just yesterday, I was watching something and I saw a lady who went to church. The lady went to church and in that church, he needed some, she needed something and for that much, she had the pastor to, to, to help her. And uh, what I saw was that when the lady was leaving, the pastor called and handed over a bag to her. And upon opening the bag, there was this snake inside there. Hello? And that snake was supposed to be providing her with money, wealth, whatever she needed. And that place is also called what? Church. Somebody will pick white stones, clean them nicely, and then you come to him. Now what they do is, the name of Jesus is everywhere. And sometimes when they are doing something, they may mention the name of Jesus. Sometimes if you listen carefully, you will see that they are not mentioning Jesus. Some are saying, Jesus. They have many ways of calling their gods and whatever they, they, they chant to. But when you go there, they will try and they find a quotation, read it nicely, and they make sure they woo your mind as if you are attending to a church. You see some of them and then you are angry about it. Sometimes you look at what is going on and then you don't even want to watch that particular TV station. Sometimes it is very funny. You listen to some pastors. You see what they are doing. And then you wish you were there even to slap the person. And I know if some of us were to be in some churches, personally, one day I will get up and tell the pastor that, Pastor, what you are saying is never true. It is wrong. And what you are doing is wrong. And I, I, I was telling somebody that, I think these days uh, the government needs to put some measures so that nobody at all can just get up, pick the Bible, find a place, call people, and start doing something, just something, and say, it is church. And I know you see them, and you are not comfortable with them. But, yes, that is your opinion. They have decided to do that. And you disagree with them. But what are you doing? to tell the right message to the people, for them to come out from the hands of those prophets. What are you doing to make sure people understand the right word of God? What are you doing to make sure everyone under the sun hears about Jesus Christ and follow our Jesus Christ of Nazareth? 
Not the Jesus Christ, the Jesus that they have been mentioning. Hello? But you and I have relaxed. We have accepted Christ. We are trying our best to make sure we remain faithful in whatever we do. We try to be righteous and then focusing that one day we will be in that kingdom. Thinking that there is nothing anymore to do. But in the Great Commission, Jesus Christ asked the disciples to go everywhere in the world. And the disciples did it. And that was how come our ancestors, that is those who started this church, also embraced it. After hearing from the disciples, reading from the Bible, prayed, and received the Holy Spirit as it anointed the men of old, that is the disciples, during the day of Pentecost. And after they have also received the Holy Spirit, they went everywhere in this country, preaching the gospel, until Pastor Macion came. And they did it all over the country. And that was how come you see this auditorium here where you are this morning. But brothers and sisters, what are we also doing? Are you thinking of a time where when you come here, you come and meet empty chairs without people? When you come to the auditorium here, you come and meet all the chairs around without anybody on it. I prepared a certain message since Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then just last night, uh, uh, I think today is my last day as an uh, evangelism leader in the district. So I wanted to come and give a, a word that everybody will know that uh, Elata is doing what? Preaching. So I made a lot of research. And then last night, when I was about to conclude, something else came that. Is it the beauty of your preaching that you are going for or what my people will hear so that they wake up and evangelize? Then I sat down I was asking myself, so from 12 p.m. to this morning, why should I prepare and what will I go to tell the people? I was confused. But I read through the scriptures and because God wanted me to tell you that, it is not good for you to sit or be at your comfort zone, but instead to go out and preach the gospel. He placed it on my heart that there is no need of mentioning so much quotations. But what I'm supposed to tell you is that you have rested in your comfort zone for so long. It is about time you get up and go out there and preach the gospel. Many people want to preach in the church and make disciples. You come and see people here, they are praying, sweating, and do all sorts of things. People sing in the choristers as they came here and sang. They sing out of their hearts. Yes, somebody will look at you and then you will want to be like you. It is good. 
But where do those people come from? How can you get them in the church so you can train? Unless you go out there and preach the gospel. Hello? Church, we have sat in our comfort zone so long. And it is about time we go out there and preach the gospel. You can do it. But you have decided not to do it. I'm saying this because do you think there was something important more than preaching the gospel of Christ since Monday? And that is the main reason why you didn't come. Whatever you did from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 24 hours. God says, give me only two hours. Go and preach my message. A whole day, you have 24 hours. And God is asking for just two hours. Two good years. We don't have anything in evangelism. They have given you just one week in the whole of the two years to preach the gospel. The whole world, God is saying, send my message to all the people in the world. But you have been given a whole, uh, uh, just a suburb in Accra, down Suman area here. Just a small portion of Accra. Go and preach my message. And you say, I won't go. Church, I'm not angry. But I just want you, curse you. I just want to challenge you. I just want you to come back from where you started and know that somebody preached to you. And even apart from somebody preaching to you, you, as a human being who have accepted Christ, you are supposed to go everywhere and preach the message so that people will not remain in their sins. You have received Christ. And you have a hope of going to heaven. What about the others? You see an arm robber, and when that person is arrested, you f- try and then find, uh, uh, get yourself around, and then maybe slap one or two slaps. Why? Because he is an arm robber. I remember some time ago when uh, some guy wanted to come and see something from the auditorium, and then we got him. Some of the guys, they look at him, and look around, and then... But, if you have gone out there to preach the gospel, that brother might have accepted Christ and will leave all those things that he was doing. Just last week, when we were on the evangelism, uh, 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 house-to-house evangelism, there was this guy who had smoked in their hand. And he couldn't even stand. And when the word was pre- being preached to him, he stood quietly. And then what he said was that, My bread, my bread, I saw him in the My bread, you are so proud Ah, my name is Adonisha, I sorry, no. Now, this guy has been smoking the Indian hem, waiting for somebody to come and tell him that what you are doing is not good. There is somewhere when you go, you will find grace for your heart. You will find grace for your, for your soul. And for that matter, leave all these things and let's go. He was waiting. But for you to avail yourself and tell him about Jesus Christ, 
you were nowhere to be found. Church, had it not been our time, I would ask that we go out there even this afternoon and make up whatever we have lost from Monday. But I know even if we do not go this afternoon or this morning, you yourself will find time. Church, it's not a matter of mounting a huge platform. Putting plenty light around with all the best instruments in the world for people to know that you are evangelizing. No. At your office, your closet, your home, wherever you find yourself, are there people around? Do you see anybody around? Some of the people, when after we have visited them, if you tell them anything, they say, Oh, me quite sorry. Me quite sorry, Dada. I know there's a guy here. He came today. He's here. And when I was talking to him, he told me, Oh, me come and tell First service and now second service. Then he said, First service. Then I mentioned about three people whom I know in the first service. Unimwe, yes, I know her. But I catch them and say, One tanko. Now, I know the guy very well. I catch them and say, One tanko. And she, I'm going to say, And the guy was selling uh, uh, credit. That is a. Uh, 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 mobile phone credit. And then I was asking him, how much do you get from selling one uh, 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 mobile phone credit? How much do you get? Then he said, 20 pesos, 30 pesos, and whatnot. And you spend the whole day selling this thing to get just some token to buy food. But to go to church just for two hours, you don't have time. You can be at any of the stations, wherever you find yourself, and sing just that song. And somebody will listen to the song and accept Christ. But here we are doing our own thing. Once saved is forever saved. That is why we are saying, so whether you preach the gospel or not, I am saved. So I don't care. Church, let us care about our brothers and sisters who are out there suffering. Sometimes I, I, I like watching a, 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 a documentary and then mostly things from the Amazons and other places. Uh, Kenya, here, they have some jungles and other places around. And you can see some people there who doesn't know anything at all about Jesus Christ. Even in this, our country, I know there are a whole lot of places who, yes, maybe through radio or something else, they, they hear the word of God. But if you have been there with a person and one-on-one, -on -one you speak to the person. The person will look at you. Even your appearance and everything will help the person to be in church. But we have relaxed. I'm begging you this morning. Jesus Christ told us that we should go everywhere in the world and preach the gospel. But you and I 
have relaxed. He ended his ministry and went to heaven. He will come again and take us. When is he coming? He himself said it one time that it is up to the Father. But this sign that I have heard from that Bible means that unless every person under this sun hears the gospel, Jesus Christ will not come. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 to 8. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devil. Then, it goes on by saying, freely ye have received, freely give. Hello? Freely you have done what? Receive and freely give. But you have received it freely. You are not giving. You have pocketed everything. I'm laughing because uh, Ghanaians are good of pocketing it by themselves without sharing. Hello? You have pocketed even the word of God. Something that was given to you freely. And you're supposed to be giving. You've pocketed it. Church. All I want to say is that get up from your sleep. Tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Win somebody for Christ. There are two numbers. And if you want to multiply anything, these two numbers also are parts. That is zero and one. And I wouldn't want any one of us here to be like these two numbers in multiplication. That is zero and what? One. Because if we give you thousand people, and you are to multiply that thousand, you being the number zero, to multiply that particular thousand, by the close of the year, it will be zero. Is it true? The congregation here, as you sit here, I think we are more than four, five hundred. But if you are a number one, and they say you should multiply this church, the 500, 600, if it's given to you or left in the custody to make sure that by the close of the year, it multiplies. When you multiply the number of uh, 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 souls here, that is the 500 by one, we will still have the same 500 here. So what are you doing? Hello? And that is why you can see all the chairs up there not being filled. But I want you Oh, I plead with you that you be a higher number so that when you multiply, you have a huge number in order to fill up the kingdom of God. 
Because there are more spaces, a whole lot of people out there to fill the kingdom of God. But because you have turned yourself to be the number zero or one in multiplication, yes, Church of Pentecost, we call ourselves that. We are the largest, uh, what, church in terms of numerical. That is a, the numerical strength in the whole of Ghana. But what have you done, you yourself, what have you done to increase it? If we are about 1 million, 2 million, or 3 million, and every year we can bring a soul, in 2, 3, 4 years, we wouldn't have a, a, a places to worship. At Adanson's church, where he worshipped in the U.S., every Monday they make sure, every Monday in a week, they make sure they have about 185, 185 souls. Every Monday. So if we also, every month, can add up 185 souls in our church, imagine how the kingdom mm, will be. Church, I decided not to speak so long, but I think the circumstances around what I saw from Monday to yesterday have caused me to talk so much. But I know you have listened to whatever I've said because it is not something I've prepared all this while. Just last night, God asked me to tell you that there are plenty of people out there who do not know much about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. And you are the one who is supposed to go out there and tell them there is a God who occupies the kingdom of God. There is a leader who leads the people of God. And you can't be anywhere unless you are in one of these two spiritual kingdoms. Today, till the end of the year, purpose it in your heart to bring at least two souls to Christ. And if you are able to do that, there are so many benefits that you will receive from that. God bless you. <laughs> 